Trades, 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 and there will be even more today. Welcome to the show. This is Fantasy Baseball Today. This is week 18 or something like that, right? You know. Nobody knows. Yeah. It's week 18. It's week 18. It's week 17 in a lot of your leagues. It's week 18 in some of your leagues. Might be week 19 in some leagues. I don't see how that's possible. <laughs> yeah. Week 36. Week 36, yeah, it could you be. Split the week well, I mean, speaking of week 36, it might be week 36 in our editorial league. And I just is. wanted to congratulate you, Adam, on getting to 30 and 2. That's very impressive. Are you congratulating me or are you congratulating yourself? <laughs> Only two losses all season long. That's, that's hard to believe, really. And one of them last night to Heath Cummings. And I will just say we have George Springer, and that's probably why we lost you. So, you know. But I'm congratulating you on going 32 no, you're not. No, you're and making not. excuses for one of those two losses. <laughs> you're not going to You're giving yourself a pat on Show the back. Show the same sportsmanship that I'm showing to you. And you are. You deserve it. And you are currently right there in the thick of things in playoff contention. This is a big week. Uh, it's crunch time in fantasy baseball. We're going to tell you who to add and drop. We're going to look at all those trades. Uh, not huge impact, really, except for a few closer situations. And there are other closer situations that seem to be changing, even without trades. And sports trades are scary. One person can be replaced by another, exchanged for money, or given away for a hypothetical future person. Once they leave your team, you can't like them anymore, even if you have their jersey, which you can't wear anymore. Except at B-dubs, they won't judge, but others might. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings, Beer, Sports. Luckily, Heath uh, kept his Melky Cabrera jersey from from years past. Yes, I still have the jersey and uh, very excited to wear it. I'm just not excited that uh, he's taking Jorge Bonifacio's spot because I'm not sure he's actually an upgrade over Jorge Bonifacio. There are two other players he would definitely be an upgrade over. It'll yeah, he'll take Gordon's spot, right? So that actually, so they they said. Bonifacio's out, not Brandon Moss. Yo- or Yost said that Melky is going to play every day in right field and hit in the two hole. Okay. And that um, Bonifacio will be mixed in to left field and DH. So yeah. Okay. At lefties, Bonifacio is going to play every day. If you had Bonifacio on your roster, I think you can drop him. For Melky, he I was a little surprised. He's actually the number thirty four outfielder in points leagues, number forty in Roto. Sixty six percent owned. Better at home than the road this year. I was pretty even last year. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I never was too interested in owning Melky Cabrera. Do you guys think his value goes up? Do you want to own Melky Cabrera 66% owned? If he's batting second for a playoff caliber team in, in a line, in a, in a, in a park where we've seen him have success in the past, it probably does go up slightly. I mean, there's a clear limit to the ceiling with Melky. He's one of those. Uh, you know, the, 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 those more obvious cases of he plays a lot. He's not bad, really. Mm-hmm. So he tends to put up a serviceable number of points, but he's not, he, he's, he's top 36 in a way that could never be top 24. Right. All right. So you'd still rather have the high upside guys, Aaron Altair, guys like that, Clint Frazier over Melky Cabrera. Yep. Yeah. All right, look, I didn't think this, the trades were what really should we should lead the show with. I thought they were, uh, whatever, like, come on. They were lame. Yeah, they were it's lame. It's been a lame trade. I mean, we still have, you know, six and a half hours to go, but pretty uh, lame so far. Well, we could start with the most recent trade. Which was? Oh, Lucroy? Justin Wilson. Oh, Justin Wilson, yeah. 
Uh, you know so, what? We're gonna we're gonna table that because we're gonna talk about closers yeah. in a little bit. Let's let's talk about who we added and dropped. That was a pretty interesting weekend, especially with pitchers. There were some very good starting pitcher performances from guys that are available in a lot of leagues, like a Brent Suter, for example. We'll talk about all of these guys. Kevin Gosman's still fifty eight percent owned. Did you guys make any ad drops that you're excited about? Um. Hmm. Not as excited as I am. Well, I I did spend a lot of time on, on Saturday is when I did most of my ad drops this weekend, and I did kind of, and and particularly in categories leagues, try to come away with players who I thought were about to enter the closer role. Yeah, I think maybe I got Shane Green in one league. I got Kirby Yates in a few leagues. We're still waiting on Brad Hand to get traded. Um. Well, now it look. At, well, you said we we're going to get into closers later, but that's, all right. that, that's what I spent most of my waiver claims on. I did pick up Colin McHugh in one league. Oh, me too. Was yeah. relatively excited yeah. about that. Um, this one, no one would ever be excited about. But I also added Paul Blackburn as a two-star pitcher what? against two fantastic matchups. It's gutsy. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's that time of year. It's go time, Adam. <laughs> it is. I woke up this morning so excited about fantasy baseball. Everything is turning up roses. I mean, I'm not 30 and two, but other no. than that, <laughs> it was last week was a really great week. Oh, good. Uh, Colin McHugh's a really good one though, uh, because it looks like this slider that he picked up from Brad Peacock, which is, you know, Brad Peacock's slider is like Lance McCullers curveball. It's, it's, such a good breaking ball that he throws it half the time. And uh, and that's where McHugh picked up this new pitch. And it seems like it may have revolutionized the guy who already had a great curveball, but still it just didn't seem like it was enough the last two years. So I am, I am genuinely excited. The first start was kind of shaky in terms of runs allowed, but he got a ton of swinging strikes, and then this last start was great. So I'm also on board the, the Colin McHugh train. And I'll give you a pitcher that's about 30% oh. owned. Yeah, uh, you want to jump in there, Scott? You got more? Yeah, there was another starting pitcher I wanted to mention, uh, Herman Marquez. Yeah. Who, three straight starts now, he has gotten, um, nine strikeouts or more. And two of them were at home. And I, I watched this most recent start. Uh, two earned runs on three hits and in seven innings, ten strikeouts at Washington. So two of them were home, and the other was at Washington. <laughs> and his stuff just looks—he's great, uh, nasty. great stuff. Mm-hmm. Now he only fifty-five percent owned, and I understand it's Colorado, but I don't know that I wouldn't prefer him to John Gray right now. And and you know John Gray was pretty good in his last start too. These are two pitchers who I think have the kind of ability to overcome that park that really. Nobody has overcome to the point of being a fantasy standout. Ubaldo Jimenez that one year. Right, which is why I'm not really sure that it's going to happen, but, but he's, it's probably not. Philadelphia at home this week, this week, I think you could start Armand Marquez even in a home start. Uh, yeah, yeah he, he's yeah. got nasty stuff. The first time I saw him pitch was when he nearly threw that no hitter earlier this year, and I was pretty, pretty, uh, blown away by it. Um, I picked up Blake Snell. Who over his last two starts has moved to the middle of the rubber instead of all the way on the left. And he's thrown more strikes. He's thrown 63% of his pitches for strikes in the last two starts. Quite honestly, the results haven't been great, but they haven't been terrible. And, um, 
I don't know. I, I'm intrigued. I'm not necessarily saying I'm going to start him, but if this is what it takes to get Blake Snell to throw more strikes, just moving to the middle of the mound, then that's a sneaky guy right there. And he's 30% owned right around there. And I, uh, I dropped CC Sabathia for Blake Snell. So not a huge investment, but right, right. signs of improvement for Snell. I added Trevor Rosenthal. I dropped Addison Reed. Dropped Addison Reed. He hasn't been traded yet, but either he's going to get traded or he's going to stay with the Mets, and eventually Jairus Familia is going to come back. Can you, is there any scenario where Addison Reed stays a closer? Well, I think he's going to – like there is a situation where Jairus Familia doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. Or, stay, or I just, struggles. I, I, I think the Mets will really have made have messed up if they don't trade yeah. Addison Reed because he's going to – be a free agent in the offseason and it's not like a situation with with brandon phillips and the braves where you know so the playoff teams just don't need a second baseman like everybody needs another reliever you can always have a deeper bullpen yes they should absolutely trade him but i i probably wouldn't drop him until i see him traded well rosenthal has actually been great his last 10 yes. appearances are just have just been off the charts i think it's like one run and 17 strikeouts i I have it somewhere in the notes. It's not even, it doesn't matter. Trevor Rosenthal has been on fire. He's clearly the closer for St. Louis. Uh, so I had to take that gamble before somebody else picked him up. And yeah, so 19 strikeouts in 10 innings, one earned run, four hits, one walk. Speaking of somebody who should be traded, if, if you can get somebody to buy into this recent performance, I don't, I don't know that that's true. I don't know that that's true because there was, like Rosenthal, it, it coincided with, the Cardinals calling up Luke Weaver and Rosenthal tells the story about how he was playing catch with Luke Weaver and he saw he kind of he kind of adjusted his motion to mimic Luke Weaver's because he liked the way uh, he brought his arm all the way back on his delivery and it, it just took off with that change. So there, I don't think it's just you know he's had a streak of good luck here. I think there was a legitimate change that has allowed Rosenthal to maximize the stuff that, I mean, he's always, he's always had incredible stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. So again, we'll get into closers in a little bit. Let's take a look at some of the pitchers from over the weekend. Most encouraged by Masahiro Tanaka with his 14 strikeouts against the Rays and they strike out a ton. Carlos Rodon with 20 strikeouts in his last two starts and his, his start on Sunday was excellent against Cleveland. Or Danny Salazar, who has had two really good starts since being recalled or coming off the DL. Tanaka, Rodon, Danny Salazar. Who are you most encouraged by? Well, I have to say Danny Salazar. <laughs> you, you like his performance to. wasn't near as good as as Masahiro Tanaka's performance, but I had still more concerns and questions about Salazar going into this start because we'd just seen that one good start. Um, I'm glad that he's finally got th- things figured out. I will be. Mo- We've got one last installment of the trade charts coming out on Wednesday this week, and he's going to be another big mover this week. He was a big mover last week. Yep, Danny he's Salazar. the one with the most ground to gain, and so I would say I was the most encouraged by him. Also, Tanaka, uh, you know, he's been on a nice run here. Obviously, doesn't get 14 strikeouts every time out, and the the Rays do strike out a lot, like you say, but. I think Tanaka's turned his season around and is back to must-start status. Uh, Rodon, I'm not sure what to think of him. You know, even nine strikeouts and six and two-thirds against the Indians, that's great. Even in his last start, he had 11 strikeouts in like four innings. Wasn't a very good start, but a lot of, a lot of strikeouts. Um, I don't know. The swings and misses weren't particularly impressive in this start. I, I guess he was better because he threw more strikes and, and, you know, if he can keep that up, then fine. 
but I, I think they're still going to be, I, I'm not as confident Rodon's over the hurdle here just because he had one good start. Would you rather have Tanaka or Sal as our rest of season? Tanaka. Yeah. And would you start Rodon at Boston this week? No. I would like to not do that. Cause you think it's go a get, bad, go get, go get your two start Paul Blackburn. You think it's a bad matchup? <laughs> I don't think it's a good matchup, no. I, I just want to look. I'm actually curious where the Red Sox rank in runs scored. Uh, I think they have the fewest home runs in the American League. I think I heard that over the weekend. I'm not positive. Boston, they are middle of the pack in, uh, no, they're one, two, three, four, but they're like 12th in runs. And in But they home just runs, added Eduardo Nunez. They do have the fewest home runs in the American League. That is insane. And Eduardo Nunez hit two of them over the weekend. Okay. Most concerned about Lance McCullers. Dallas Keuchel, Jacob Faria. I was very, very concerned about Lance McCullers before this start, and this did not do anything to make that better. The strikeouts are down. The walks are up. The velocity's just down a tick. Not a ton. Not enough to where I would think he's actually hurt. But I, I, they need to shut him down so he's ready for the playoffs. He's making it too easy for them to shut him down. I, if he got, If he had no innings limit, and he doesn't have like a true innings limit, but he didn't throw many innings last year. They obviously expect to go deep into the playoffs. They're going to want him available for that. Um, and it just makes all the sense in the world, considering they just had to bump Brad Peacock from the rotation. It just makes all the sense in the world for them to stick him in the bullpen or even put him on the disabled list. And They should call the Dodgers. The Dodgers can <laughs> teach him a thing or two about how to manage innings with the new uh, 10-day DL. But he's given up at least five runs in his last four starts. He hasn't made it to the past the, or to, he hasn't finished six innings since June 8th. Yeah. He did not look good. I watched that start because, you know, anytime I can watch Verlander, I watch him, but also McCullers is interesting start and did not look good at all. At first inning, he just couldn't, couldn't even come close to the mitt, but, um, that is why I didn't drop Brad Peacock, you know, and it is the league I'm 30 and two in. So I have some, some luxury there. Well, and when you made that decision, you only had one loss. <laughs> that is true, but I decided to drop Addison Reed instead of Brad Peacock. It is a league where I can use Peacock as a relief pitcher, but I see a, a, a scenario because look, Peacock came in in relief on Friday of Dallas Keuchel and was great, and actually ended up being someone that was good to start. Uh, that was you know lucky, but my point Morning is, experience. my point is, who knows what's going to happen? I could see a scenario where he's back in the rotation, and you want that guy if he is Brad Peacock. Uh, any concerns about Keuchel or Faria? No, not really. Uh, Faria's been kind of shaky lately, but it was encouraging, actually, that the strikeouts went back up in this start because those had been down. That, would, that had been my biggest concern with him recently, and he's still been getting good number of swings and misses, so I think it's just a little rough patch for the rookie. Keuchel, always give a guy a pass his first start back from the DL. My only concern with Keuchel would be, like, he, coming into the year... I think we viewed him as a, a number two. I may have had him a little bit lower as a lower end number two. But for the first half of the season, he pitched like an ace. And so I don't know if he's going to get back to ace level in time to, to save your fantasy team. You know why he pitched like an ace, right? Because you think he has one? Because he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, if as long as he's healthy, he's gonna pitch like an ace. Says the guy who. Uh, well. Says the guy except who. Except for last. Except for last year. Uh, no, he wasn't healthy. He, he came in. He had a spring training arm injury. He wasn't healthy all year. 
But I'm also the guy who uh, thought Andrew McCutcheon was done. More on that a little bit later. Most likely to add part one. Kevin Gosman, Luis Castillo, Colin McHugh. Kevin Gosman, Luis Castillo, Colin McHugh. Most likely to add. I want to add all of them. Most likely to add is probably Castillo. There, uh, there's really no good reason not to add Castillo. He's been electric. He finally uh, got a matchup that was, you know, at Miami, still not a great matchup. The Marlins have a good lineup. But uh, they was, did not have Stanton. That's the only thing I'd well, say. Well, the point is it was the best matchup he's had so far, and look what happened. Yes. <laughs> yes. He had an amazing start. So uh, a lot of swing and miss potential here. Good control he showed throughout his minor league career, so I'm, the walks are kind of high this year, but I don't even really believe that. Just I, so much potential here. Yeah, I guess Castillo would be my favorite to add, and I would like I was excited to find Colin McHugh on the waiver wire, but he would be a level below both these guys, Gosman and Castillo. You know what's interesting though, McHugh. If you and Scott just said why he's buying into Colin McHugh, the wins. Are, I don't, I know that you shouldn't really chase wins, but right. the Reds are awful and the Astros are the best team in the American League. And especially in a head-to-head points league, like wins and losses, a win, if a guy gets a win and another pitcher gets a loss, that's a 12 point difference. So, I don't know, like, would that matter when you compare Colin McHugh to matters. Luis Castillo? Yeah, his, yeah, his I mean, matchup matters. I mean, it's one of the biggest flaws of head-to-head leagues, but you should take advantage of it. <laughs> I, I tell you, I'd go Castillo, Castillo, McHugh, and Gosman here. I know Heath had both of them ahead of McHugh, but partially because of uh, what the Astros can do for McHugh, I'd, I'd put him second on this list. Most likely to add part two, Armand Marquez, Yunjin Ryu, Adam Conley is only 12% owned, Denelson Lamette, Marquez, Ryu, Conley, Lamette. Marquez by a long shot. I'm not really interested in adding anybody else on this list. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure I am either. I mean, Ryu, I think Ryu deserves more credit than he's getting. How does he have a three and six record? <laughs> My gosh, the Dodgers have a 700 winning percentage. I know. Wow. I was, they are 39 and six in their last 45 games. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, yeah. But Ryu's been, even with the strikeouts, he's been better than you probably think he's been. There's been a couple DL stints there to interrupt things and the innings haven't always been consistent, but I do think he is, uh, he, he deserves more attention than he's getting, even though I would definitely place him a step behind Marquez. Well, I guess I can make a case for Denelson Lamette. If you look at his last seven starts, he's had five quality starts. His two bad starts were at Cleveland and at Colorado. I completely dismiss at, at Colorado start. So you could basically say five of his last six starts have been quality starts. Uh, I think there's plenty of talent with Lamette, but I need to see more consistency before I invest in him again, especially since couldn't be in a worse position for wins. True. He's at Pittsburgh this week. That's who he faced on Saturday. Lamette threw six innings, two runs, seven walks, or seven strikeouts, excuse me. Okay, so we'll talk about, there are actually more pitchers. Uh, I didn't even mention Brett Suter. We'll get to that and, and others in a little bit. I do want to tell you about Seeky because now's a great time to go to a ball game. Summer always has great concerts, or if you want comedy or theater, get on your Seeky app. Download the app right now. It's really a great app. It's going to save you time and money, and you can save twenty bucks with our promo code Fantasy. Just use the code Fantasy. You're going to get twenty bucks off your first purchase on SeatGeek. So look, SeatGeek searches multiple ticket sites, compares prices, finds amazing deals, and that's just an awesome feature. I went on SeatGeek last night. It's a true story. 
All right, let's go to a football game. Looked at a Monday night football game, Giants-Lions. Let's hope those tickets come down a little bit, but SeatGeek's always going to get me. Yeah, it's tough going to football games in New York, but SeatGeek's always going to get me the best value. I know that. I can look around. I I don't even do it anymore because I know SeatGeek does it for me. Stop searching multiple places. Let SeatGeek do the work for you. It's the most efficient way to buy tickets. And our listeners get 20 bucks off their first purchase. Download the SeatGeek app. Enter the promo code FANTASY. That's promo code FANTASY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Now let's talk trade. The Mets acquired A.J. Ramos from Miami. Brad Ziegler is likely to get saves for the Marlins for now. So, all right, in a week, who is the Mets' closer? A.J. Ramos. Sure, that's the most likely. Who is the Marlins' closer? I'll stick with... I'll stick with Ziggler, though. He's, he's, I think he's keeping the seat warm for Kyle Bearclaw. Not, we don't really have a timetable for Bearclaw. So it's, it's, I, I picked up Ziggler in a couple leagues. Leagues where, you know, everybody who owns saved, saves his own, even though Ziggler has been hurt this year and has an ERA close to seven. The Cubs acquired Justin Wilson and Alex Avila from Detroit for Jamer Candelario and Isaac Paredes. And who is the closer for the Tigers? Gotta be Shane Green, right? There's nobody else there who could do the job. I know, like, he's their only decent reliever. They do have Joe Jimenez at AAA. He's been labeled the closer of the future a few times, but he got called up earlier this year and, and got knocked around. I think there would need to be some success in the majors before they put him in the closer role. So Shane Green, assuming he is, the one, he is my, probably my favorite newcomer to the closer role because the Tigers are still going to have a decent enough team to earn him some opportunities. Do you consider Trevor Rosenthal a newcomer? And if so, Shane Green or Trevor Rosenthal? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Rosenthal ahead of Green. I Agreed. was, I was thinking more from like a trade right. perspective. Okay, no problem. Uh, Colorado acquired Jonathan Lucroy. How about that? By the way, uh, Alex Avila value destroyed. And Justin Wilson as well. Um, but uh, Jonathan Lucroy going to Colorado. Lewis has an email at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Lucroy or Gaddis, rest of season? I'll go Lucroy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt for now. I mean, this is this is the best thing that could have happened to Lucroy at the trade deadline. We still have to see, considering Tony Walters bats left-handed. Uh, we have to make sure Bud Black doesn't do anything funny with the playing time. Because I think what may have contributed to LaCroix's downward spiral is just that Robinson Chirinos wouldn't get out of the way at the start of the year. So uh, hopefully he plays every day, and that's the best environment for LaCroix to resuscitate his value. I think how thin catcher is, he needs to be picked up in any league where he may have been dropped. And Chirinos, you know, two-catcher league, this is a this is a break for him. Should get more play yes, time, it is. I would think. Maybe even some one-catcher leagues. Yeah, he's had a nice year for a catcher. <laughs> um, I This was like Christmas for me. Uh, this was amazing because the podcast league, I have been suffering through this Jonathan Lucroy garbage all year. What a great trade. So happy. Oh, the For the People podcast league? No, Did you guys no. have Lucroy there? No. That oh. that league folded. Uh, that league doesn't uh, exist anymore. <laughs> I thought that, we did have Alex Avila there. We did. I thought that was our email of the day. What was the email of the day? <laughs> 
Oh, God. We've got it right here. Uh, it said uh, Team Kreeth moves up to fourth in power rankings while Scam gets walloped for a big zero and falls to the bottom. What? A big Z- zero? Yeah. You yeah. guys did not win a category this week? We did not. We lost. Oh, but we did tie in one. Oh, so I guess it's, we it's did pretty tie. much what okay. We did a total loss. It wasn't really a shutout um, if you got a tie. But, I yeah, agree. I mean, we just we just lost Clayton Kershaw a few days after trading Corey Kluber. Which, I mean, we got Altuve back in the Kluber deal, but it, our offense is so bad, it's not enough to save it. And now we don't have the pitching strength going for us either. So there, there are going to be a loss, lot of losses for, for Team Scam to close out the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best league ever. It's, uh, <laughs> it's no good, but, but, um, hey, other podcast leagues, Scott and I are both playoff teams right now. So just say. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. we are. I don't really keep up on that one. Oh, so I shocked. see. <laughs> Washington, Funny how that works. Washington acquired Howie Kendrick from Philadelphia for a minor league pitcher, Mackenzie Mills, who has a really cool name. We don't care about this trade, right? Nope. Value up down to the same for Jaime Garcia going from Minnesota to the Yankees. Got to be up a little, Just right? barely up. Yeah. Barely. Not enough to make him like, I want him in mixed leagues, but... No, I kind of like what the Yankees are doing with their pitching staff. They have the most homer-friendly park in baseball, so they get they're getting these ground ball, extreme ground ball pitchers like Garcia and maybe Sonny Gray. Yeah, like that would make a lot of sense. If they get Sonny Gray, that's probably putting Jordan Montgomery. I don't know, minors or bullpen, but he's been bad. So just keep an eye on that. Kansas City got Melky Cabrera. We talked about that, and the Orioles acquired Jeremy Hellickson for Hyunsu Kim and left-handed pitcher Garrett Clevenger. And, uh, Jake Thompson started for the Phillies on Friday. This doesn't really matter, right? Helix under the O's? Mm. No. No. Not really sure why the O's did that. Uh, yeah. Well. Because he's a free agent. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. They're pitching, I don't know. I, I thought about that too. Like their pitching has just been so bad. Do they just need someone to be respectable and that's, do them innings? That's what I read. Saving, saving face. They, they, no, they are just <laughs> trying to find someone to facilitate the game for the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> because they don't have enough pitchers to do that. And they gave up Yansu Kim, who they weren't playing anyway. Yeah. Now let's talk about the new closers. I'm just gonna give you a team and you tell me who's closing for them and I'll fill in the blanks. What we've already talked about here. The Mets right now, I guess if they had a save this morning, it'd be Addison Reed, but should be Ramos soon and then maybe Familia in a little bit. Detroit, we're looking at Shane Green. How about Atlanta? Jim Johnson, demoted. It would have been Vizcaino if they had had a save chance yesterday. Is Arotis Vizcaino the guy to get? Yes. Yes. And he, he might do well enough to keep the rest of season. I still think Jim Johnson, just looking at their FIPS, is the best reliever the Braves have, so I don't know that he's completely out of this, but eight blown saves, I mean, mm-hmm. they can't just have him keep giving away games like that. San Francisco, Mark Melanson will be back soon, so he should reclaim that role. St. Louis, it's Trevor Rosenthal. White Sox? White Sox? Clipper? Uh, no, it's not Clipper. It can't be. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, I would guess, I would guess four different, le- no. Three different le- relievers get three or more saves the okay. rest of the season. Clipper. And what are their names? <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Clippered one of them, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It could bad. be Clippered, I guess, but they really didn't really bad. they didn't really use Clippered as a closer this weekend. 
I think this is the most shocking part is that Scott thinks that they're going to get like nine more saves the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, that's why I started with four and dialed it back to three. Um, they have, um, maybe Aaron Bummer. No way. They just called Bummer up. Um, <laughs> that's a bummer. I guess Clip. Oh man. Boy, they stink. Like you were pretty certain that it wasn't Clipper just a All moment right. ago. Radical idea. They call up Reynaldo Lopez and say, James Shields, give it a shot. Ninth inning, baby. Uh, David Holmberg? Is he a pitcher on their team? I think so. Okay. <laughs> this is, uh, not, not this really is, closer stuff. We're not gonna submit this to the, uh, fantasy awards show, uh, this second. Greg and Fonte? Oakland. How, let's go. Blake, is it Blake Trinan in Oakland? I think it is. I, he was another, pitcher particularly in those deeper rotisserie leagues that i was um i was making a move for this weekend he's been great since joining the athletics and santiago casillo was not being reserved for the ninth inning all weekend they didn't have a safe chance during the weekend but i think yesterday's game they won a, they won a one run game in extra innings casilla pitched the eighth trinan pitched the ninth so that is normally a spot where a team would use a close. Was it at home? It was at home. Yeah, yeah. I guess managers are different on that one. So, oh uh, yeah, no. But Casilla pitched the seventh on Saturday, and he pitched the eighth on Sunday. So it looks like they're making changes there right. in Oakland. And let's get to the big news. Sonny Gray had his Sunday start pushed back to Monday, but I mean, you're probably going to start him anyway because he'll make one start. But we don't know that he's going to make two starts this week. We don't know which team he's going to make them for. Robbie Ray was hit in the head with a line drive. That was scary, but he's okay. He's on the concussion, uh, on the concussion DL. Good news for David Price. Well, at least according to him, Price says he doesn't, does not have as much inflammation in his elbow as he did when he hurt it in spring training. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there with David Price. It's, it was not a good thing. We had that news kind of break on Friday during our podcast, but obviously concerning. Clayton Kershaw played catch. That might move his timetable up quite a bit. So that's good news for Kershaw. Mark Trumbo has a sore back. Keep an eye on him. Uh, here's a name that you might need to know. Cattell Marte. Chris Owings has a broken finger. He's going to miss some time. And Marte is starting to hit a little bit. Five-game hitting streak with two home runs. Seven walks to 14 strikeouts in 25 games, but not that many real games because, you know, a lot of, like, one-at-bat games, a lot of pinch hit. But Marte, 7% owned, deep leagues, you know, just put him on your radar. Right. He's a, he's a guy we've liked in the past, and he added a new trick in the minors this year. He started hitting for power. Uh, so he already was good contact hitter with some speed. And, uh, well, you know, not not a lot of home runs in the minors, but a lot of extra base hits and shortstop eligible. I think I once said that he was better than Gene Segura. But maybe, Just to maybe throw it'll be right. there. Who knows? Nah, probably not now. And I once said that Andrew McCutcheon was done, so here's the email of the day from Erol in New York. I would like to thank you, Adam, for declaring Andrew McCutcheon done a couple of months ago. I appreciate you. P.S. Please settle an argument between me and a buddy of mine. I believe Sprinkles is the most overrated ice cream topping. Curious what you guys think of my hot take. Keep up the good work. Sprinkles. I had, I've had some really good sprinkles recently. Uh, I don't know what brand it is, but I, 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 in the past, I probably would have agreed. They don't have a lot of, like, I've had sprinkles that just kind of like, they just, they're, they're, they don't have any substance to them. They just kind of crumble in your mouth, and they don't have a great crunch to them. They don't have add much flavor. They're just color. But 
if you get really crunchy sprinkles that actually taste like candy, it 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 puts the ice cream over the top. Um, I would agree with this, and I love food hot takes. So um, I I would agree, except maybe whipped cream. Oh, I don't know what the point of putting whipped cream on your ice cream is. Ooh. I don't know what the like, point is. You put whipped cream on pie. You is. Put whipped cream on something else. You know what the point is? Whipped cream is delicious. And yeah, whipped cream is very what good. That's the point is. I- ice cream is delicious. I'll give you a topping f- that I like when it's not a topping, but I don't like on ice cream. And I don't agree with this take on sprinkles, by the way. I like sprinkles. Um, gummy bears. I don't think gummy bears are good on ice cream. They're too hard. How about you? Yeah, just yeah, they harden. Get some, they, they have get some good ice cream and just eat it. They have them in, on all the, the the frozen yogurt bars. They have gummy bears there. Right. I, don't, I don't get it either. No, it's not. It's like I love gummy bears, but not with ice cream or yogurt. No. All right, thank you for the email, McCutcheon. What can we say? Three home runs. He's on Sunday. He's now the number seven outfielder in points leagues. Number eight in Roto. I will take Is, my L on this one, and it kills me when he does well because man, the Twitter comments—they're funny. I think they're all. I'm just. Like, do you think maybe he's the best outfielder in Pittsburgh? Yes, he, he was. Yeah. he's the Pirates' best player again. I was doing a thing because oh. Adam said he was going I'm to be sorry. like the third best. I'm outfielder. sorry, well, I, I missed the I, thing. I I'm see... sorry. I wasn't looking at your face. I didn't see the heat smirk <laughs> on it. No, but I could sorry. see in roto leagues people like if we were drafting today taking uh, Starling Marte over McCutcheon. I could see that. No, they would be. Uh... They would be wrong to do that, I think. Yeah. Yes, I think. But maybe they would. Have to, uh, have to give in. Please slump over the last two months. Hey, uh, podcastawards.com. We have one more day. Today's the last day. Please go and nominate us. I would appreciate if you nominated fantasy football today. We'll also accept a fantasy baseball today nomination. Podcastawards.com. Last time I'll tell you about the nomination. Hopefully I'll tell you about voting though pretty soon. And Buffalo Wild Wings is a great place to be right now during the summertime because whoever invented summer was obviously a sports fan. They didn't even try to hide it. Playoff hockey, playoff basketball, the opening of both soccer and baseball. It's a clear display of favoritism. The other seasons didn't stand a chance. With three months of clutch playoff drama and the awakening of new seasons, it's clearly the work of a sports fan. And they might as well have called it sports season. In fact, at Buffalo Wild Wings, they do call it sports season. So don't ever call it summer because that's not what it is. It's sports season. They're just waiting on the legal change. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports. Let's get into the rest of the action from over the weekend. Hitters, Double Dongers, Corey Seager, Aaron Altair, Michael Conforto, Eduardo Nunez, Rugnet Odor for the second straight week, two homers on Sunday to salvage his week. Albert Pujols, 73% owned. He was hitless. I think he was 0 for 24 before his two-homer game Sunday. And Ryan Zimmerman, four home runs in his last three games, two home runs on Sunday against the Rockies. Seager, Altair, Conforto, Nunez, Odor, Pujol, Zimmerman. Anything to say, guys? You know, I think it was Ryan Zimmerman's two-homer game Friday. Was it Friday or was it Thursday? Thursday. We talked about it on Friday. Yeah, that inspired you to say you don't care about two-homer games. Do you care about two two-homer games <laughs> in the span of four days? I guess so. I, it, was it Zimmerman or, or was it Schwarber? I think it was the Schwarber two-homer game. Oh, uh, you're right. It may have been Schwarber. Yeah, he didn't have a very good weekend. Um, no, this, look, how could you not pay attention to Zimmerman after how hot he got at the beginning of the year for yeah. like a long time? I think, I think he's, uh, I think he's about to take off again and I, well, Scott will enjoy this since he had so much angst over me picking Zimmerman up for $6 earlier in the year. 
I didn't sort him this week in that league. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you dropped him. At least you didn't Just drop him. Just deserved. I didn't start him this week. Did you yes, win? Yes, yes. Uh, Rugnet Odor, yeah, I guess I guess he hadn't had a very productive week, but there have been more hits along with the home runs recently. Guys, the most important one here is clearly Eduardo Nunez batting second. Now, Pedroia's been out. He's missed two or three straight. Um but uh he's batting second Nunez. He DH'd one game. And Devers has been very good. But yep. he also committed an error, and I know defense is a big issue for Devers, or ha- was in the minors. So I guess I feel like Nunez would be a priority for Boston over Devers if it came down to that. I don't think it will come down to that. I think they can find somewhere for Eduardo Nunez to play about every day. Dustin Pedroia certainly does not need to be playing six games a week. Well, just the idea that Mitch Moreland, right, that was the easiest guy to kick out of the lineup, but I'm not sure most of us even consider, oh, Nunez can just be their DH now because Hanley can play first base again. True, true. And I don't think you cite defense as a reason to get Eduardo Nunez on the field. I think he'd be better than... He's been atrocious this year at every single position he's played. All right. According to he made an error too this year. Yeah, and I I don't, I, I don't know that. Like I'd read some good scouting reports on Devers' defense recently too. I just think it's a it's a lot of errors. I'm not saying he's a bad defender. Okay. But right now, yeah, I think that's an issue. It was in the minors, I'm pretty sure, and he made one this weekend. Costly one. You probably saw it, Heath, against your precious Royals. My precious. Royals. Did you see, did Lorenzo Kane, no joke, did he hit the shortest home run of the season? Um, it was like 300. Not that I know of. It was like 303 feet or something. It was a pesky pole, ridiculous home run. Well. Shame on um, him for hitting it. <laughs> yeah, Eduardo Nunez in 2017 has played 90 innings at shortstop and been worth negative four runs. 400 innings at third and been worth negative three runs. 19 innings at second and been worth negative one run. And 163 innings in the outfield and been worth negative four runs. Now that you have had time to look that up, you can look up if Lorenzo Cain hit the shortest home run of the of the 2017 season. Okay. Okay, wonderful. I got fantasy points for it. I just know that. Uh, Yeah, other hitters. Lucas Duda. Scott picked him up. Uh, I, I should say we picked him up in the scam league, although I, I'm giving up. That is a Scott, Scott White uh, project now. Pick yeah, up. can you guys like let the teams that are still playing for something? No, enjoy. No, like man, I think there there is value in remaining competitive, Agreed. in trying to have a, the most respectable finish you possibly can. I don't like quitters, Heath. I don't like it. Yep, well, I think you fight to the end. He's right. What am you I hear? That Adam, I don't like quitters. I, I hear I hear a computer as well. Uh, well, I was trying to look up Lorenzo Cain. It's it was the it. shortest home run since at least 2015. Ooh, how about that? Slugger of the year. All right, so Duda um, is off to a good start. He homered Friday and Saturday. Now keep in mind, um, what's his name? Logan Morrison's been out. He's been pinch hitting. Might be able to start on Tuesday. Adam Duvall got hot. Three homers in his last four games. I'm still a little concerned, though, because batting 197 with four walks, 23 strikeouts. In 16 games since the All-Star break for Duvall. But he got the power back. That was good. Matt Davidson had three hits last week. They were all homers. He's 18% owned. <laughs> Mikey Matuk is 4% owned. He's hitting very well right now. Would you be interested in Mikey Matuk in an AL-only league? I mean, I'm interested in anybody who's playing in an AL-only league. I'm not 
over the moon for him. Alrighty. Let's talk about pitchers. You might be over the moon for some of these guys. Studs being studs, part one. Madison Bumgarner, a Buster only wrote an article about Bumgarner. <clears throat> and uh, the Giants pitching coach, Dave Rigetti, right? Still him? He said that, so. that uh, Bumgarner may not get his velocity back this year. He kind of seemed to think like he wouldn't maybe ever get it back. It was a serious injury. And, uh, yeah, he may not get his velocity back this year, but he might not need it because he's Bumgarner. Well, it's, it's already not, back a little bit. Yeah, it's not down dramatically, though. According it's, to the article, it was. The like very first hour. start, it was down like – I'm pulling it up right now. The very first start, it was down like three or four miles per hour, which is that's a fair. huge deal, and he just can't be good if that's the way it is. I think he was like 88. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's down – Like it, it's a little hard to tell because they were splitting his – two-seamer and four-seamer in a way that they don't in this Brooks baseball I'm talking about. They split it in his last start in a way they don't normally split it, but the two-seamer was harder, which is also weird. I, I don't know. It looks like he's averaging about 91 on his fastball. Yes, um, and he was at 91.8 in April this year. He's basically at 91 over his last three starts. I'm not yeah. – well, if he's was, lost an eighth of a tenth of a mile an hour forever – yeah, I think he'll still be what was good. what was Bumgarner last summer? Last summer, yeah, because I don't look at April velocity necessarily. You know, it's going to go up from April. Okay, well, just just one moment. Think, Let anyway. me get that for you. Thank you. I, You're very good today with this. I'm just trying to contribute. Uh, let's see. Let's go with June on a start by start basis: ninety one point seven, ninety one point six, ninety two point one, ninety two point one, ninety one point three. All right, whatever. So, also we have Justin Verlander. <laughs> Justin I'm Verlander. I'm worried about it at first, but I think I think it's okay. I think he's fine. Uh, you guys uh, feel like Verlander's a must-start guy rest of season? Yes. Who do they face this week? I don't know, but he just did well against Houston. Right. Should I, that? I be? wouldn't quite go to the extent of must-start, but I wouldn't have started him in that start. So, did would you did you start him against Houston? Well, I was a two-star pitcher. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. it was easy then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did walk three, so there is that. He's still walking batters a little bit. Garrett Cole, great start against the Padres. John Gray had a good start. Uh, I, you know what? Let, let's go to this. Let's go to this group. John Gray, Michael Waka, Jason Vargas, and Dan Straley. They were studly enough this weekend, at least in terms of run prevention. Gray, Waka, Vargas, Straley. Anybody really jump out there? Vargas is just walking this tightrope, and I, I mean, you gotta keep starting him. I'm not as excited about starting Straley. Walk is kinda in the same range as Vargas. For me. You think Walk is walking a tightrope? Cause his, he's been getting, his swings and misses have actually been going up, getting a lot more strikeouts. I just don't necessarily see Exact, like, I don't know that I necessarily see Walker just keeping this up. It's like, it's, I put him in the same range. It's not the same type of thing, no. He, uh, I think he was mostly fastball changeup earlier, and he's kind of fleshed out his arsenal with more breaking balls. So, I, I can buy that actual, you know, a semi breakthrough has happened here for Waka. Um, and I think, you know, I think Vargas and Straley, they're fine. Vargas, his ERA is probably going to go up before season's end, but I think he's still going to eat a lot of innings, probably win some games. And I like Straley and Marlins Park. 
Yeah, I don't know if we'll be able to be able to say that after today, but we shall yeah. see. <laughs> we'll see. Really. I mean, there's plenty of incentive for the Marlins to keep him too. So studs being duds, these guys are all owned in 80% of leagues or more. Are they droppable? Jordan Montgomery. Yes. Ivan Nova. Really thought about it in a points league too, where which is a better format because of the reward for the innings. The not so great rewards for strikeouts, uh, but I'm I'm still gonna say no for Nova, but I'm close. Nova's got the Padres this week. Yeah, yes. I'm probably starting him this week because I'm not dropping him. Struggled yeah. against the Padres this week for what it's worth, but uh, Eduardo Rodriguez is he droppable? I'm not looking to drop him, but I wouldn't say you can't. Yeah, yeah, I have to drop him in one league uh, just because of roster limits, and I traded him last week. So yeah, good for me. I don't know. He hasn't really been right since coming off the DL. A lot of walks and a and a 300 foot homer to Lorenzo Cain certainly made his line worse. Uh, Tanner Roark, he had been pretty good in his previous two starts, but got roughed up against the Rockies on Saturday. Is Roark droppable? Uh, yeah, he's just frustrating me. I don't want to. I don't feel like I can trust him. When will I be able to trust him at this point? Jay Happ. Two. Jay Happ yeah, is, I would say, no to dropping him. I feel the same way about Jay Happ that Scott feels about Tanner Roark, so. Yeah. Uh, Julio Tehran. I'm not dropping him. Yeah, for some silly reason, I still have faith in Tehran. Well, here's why. He's let us down a lot. I, I don't really want to start him. No, but like, this is what's happened with Julio Tehran, right? So he gave up eight runs on Friday. Previous four starts, he had a 245 ERA. But the start before that, he gave up seven runs. The three starts before that, he had a 266 ERA. But the start before that, he had seven earned runs. So he just keeps This borderline pitcher has had good and bad stretches. I I actually watched this Tehran start, and he had allowed just one run going into the fifth inning and came became completely unraveled. He gave up a home run to Altair early that inning and, like, slammed his glove on the ground after giving it up and just – he kind of checked out mentally. After that, and gave up a lot more runs. So I don't know if I don't know if that's been a recurring issue for him, where he just kind of, you know, if he gets if he realizes he's beaten, he just stops trying. But I don't know. It's, it's not it's not that Tehran has had bad stretches. It's that he's usually been good, but then every now and then he gives up seven or eight earned runs, <laughs> and that's you know, and then three good starts in a row after that. That's so all right. Anyway, um, are you concerned about any of these guys? Alex Wood, Kyle Hendricks, Taiwan Walker. I shouldn't say concerned, but Wood, Hendricks, Taiwan Walker, Rick Porcello. Did anything change with these guys over the weekend? Alex Wood, Kyle Hendricks, Taiwan Walker, Rick Porcello. Not for me. Um, rank them. I, rank them? Yeah. I still put Wood at the top. Distant first for me. Because right. I don't – probably go Porcello second. I, I, Hendricks just, he's not giving them any, any length. Not giving the Cubs any length, not giving you any length. I need the length. Well, uh, he's <laughs> still working his way back. But he wasn't before the injury either. I, yeah. I had more questions about Alex Wood turning into an ace than Scott did when he made his ace turn. And I kind of felt like 
I was waiting for the other shoe to drop, and he's now given up 13 runs in his last 11 innings. Yeah, this wasn't really that bad of a start. I think he had a shutout going through six, uh, one run through six, and then gave up three in the seventh. Well, four. You have four runs. Yeah. Oh, okay. One run and and then three. Yeah. It wasn't that bad of a start. I mean, four runs in seven innings, no walks, five strikeouts. It was against the Giants. I'm not as worried about Wood as I am about McCullers, but I am, I feel differently about Wood than I did a week ago. Yeah. Alrighty. And, uh, let's see what else we got here. More pitchers. First, some news and notes real quick. Two lows on the DL. Josh Tomlin left with a hamstring injury. Keep an eye on Dustin Pedroia. Leonis Martin is uh, up for Seattle in AL-only leagues. He's replacing Matt, Mitch Hanniger. Not sure he's going to play every day. Uh, Matt Kemp's on the DL. Gregory Polanco should be back soon. Keep an eye on Logan Morrison. I think you're safe to start Lomo. He's been pinch hitting and could start on Tuesday. Uh, Steven Piscotty expected back on Tuesday. Kendall Graveman could start this week. Johnny Cueto uh, will make a rehab, a, star, a, a rehab start tonight. Excuse me. Josh Harrison left with leg discomfort. Okay. Fringy starting pitchers part one. Rank them. Mike Leak, John Lackey, Luis Castillo. I will go Luis Castillo, Leak Lackey. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I. Lackey Leak for me. Castillo Lackey Leak for me. I, I'm with you, Adam. Yeah, Leak had a 4.30 ERA in June, 4.76 ERA in July. He doesn't strike batters out. Lackey's been better since coming off the DL. Not great, but better. All right, whatever. Castillo's the gem there. Fringy starting pitchers part two. Zach Davies, Trevor Cahill, Kyle Freeland, Kevin Gosman, Ariel Miranda, Colin McHugh. Zach Davies, Trevor Cahill, Kyle Freeland, Zach Gos- or Kevin Gosman, Ariel Miranda, Colin McHugh. Cahill, Gosman, McHugh. Yeah, those are the only three that matter to me. Uh, how can I, you? How can you be? Well, I'm not saying you aren't, but how could you not be concerned about Trevor Cahill? His last two starts have been terrible, and his career has been terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little concerned. Yeah, I I probably drop him behind McHugh. I really like McHugh right now, though. What about Gossman? Um, I mean, it's close between him and Cahill. They've obviously been. I, I like what Gosman's done recently. I think that varying the speed on his fastball thing, there's some le- legitimacy to that. But, uh, you know, he still has, what, a six and a half ERA on the year? No. 537. 537. Okay, sorry. No, put him on Team Scam. He'll have a six and a half ERA. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next group of fringy starting pitchers, part three, owned in 30 to 49% of leagues. This was the standout group this weekend. This was a terrific group. We've said some of the names. Seth Lugo was actually bad, and he's the most owned in this group. Uh, Jason Hamill, actually not so bad. Like, he had a good, you know, goodish start against Boston. Seven innings, three runs. His previous ten starts, 367 ERA for Hamill. Hyunjin Ryu, we talked about. Vince Velasquez, uh, three good starts in his last four. R.A. Dickey, been pretty good for like eight starts or so. Armand Marquez, you guys like. Denelson Lamette, is alright. Uh, Jared Eikhoff, Sean Newcomb, Blake Snell, Francisco Liriano, Brent Suter, Jaime Garcia. I really said a lot of names, I'll say them again real quick. Lugo, Hamill, Ryu Velasquez, Ari Dickey, Marquez, 
Lamette, Eikhoff, Newcomb, Snell, Luriano, Suter, Jaime Garcia. Who are some that of the guys? A lot of names. Yeah, a lot of the names. Uh, a lot of names. <laughs> who are some guys <laughs> you'd be looking to pick up? I think Marquez tops the list for me. Um, I'll just go with guys then that I am more excited about than Marquez. Okay. I would put Velasquez in there. Um, I would put Newcomb in there. Mm. I, think, I think I'm done with Sean Newcomb. What's that? I feel like I'm done with Sean Newcomb. I understand. Um, too many walks. His last start was a step in the right direction. Three walks and five isn't great, but the rest of it was. And good. then I would not say that I'm more excited about Hamill or Eikhoff, but I would be more likely to start those against a normal matchup than I would Marquez at home. Tell any man. You gotta watch the highlights of Marquez. Yeah, he's got like it might have been out. some of the best stuff I've ever seen. Lights this out. This sounds stuff. a lot like the Josh Bell home run story. No, he does have lights out stuff. It's true, but no, he I, pitches right, in Colorado. It's tough. I, I it's I, really tough. I understand, but we're talking about pitchers who are thirty and forty percent owned here. Let's give uh, Brent Suter a little love, guys. How do you feel about yeah. him? Two forty ERA. Um, I have a hard time. Like he he has. He has to go further to win my trust than the average pitcher because he throws 88 miles per hour. And it's not like he has the stellar minor league track record to back it up. I watch him pitch, and he looks awfully deceptive. I feel like there could be some legitimacy to, the, to this, but I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to make a move for him outside of deeper leagues. Cool. That is uh, Brent Suter, and I still think – Blake Snell, even if you don't want to put him at the top of the list, I, I think there's something to keep an eye on there with Blake Snell, 30% owned. And deep leagues owned in less than 30% of leagues, Parker Bridwell, Andrew Kashner, Matt Boyd, and Adam Conley. Parker Bridwell, Andrew Kashner, Matt Boyd, Adam Conley. Anything here that you like? Matt Boyd's always kind of interesting and had great numbers at AAA. Not, I don't think he'll ever be a big bat misser in the majors, but I think he could be good enough to be to round out a mixed league staff potentially. In fact, he's only 60% owned means you don't have to make a move for him yet in those formats, but somebody to keep an eye on. Um, so not really breaking news, but we mentioned this name earlier on the podcast and something has happened with it since we mentioned it. The Tigers have called Joe Jimenez up. Oh. So I don't know if that changes who the closer is going to be in Detroit. But he is, uh, he's on the team. Cool. What's his name? Jimenez? Joe Jimenez. Joe Jimenez. Alright, alright. Still going Shane Green, right? I think Tim Scam, Team Scam is gonna go add Joe Jimenez right now. Team Scam or Team Creeth? Team Creeth? Team, well, I don't know. Maybe Team Scam <laughs> if they beat us to it. You guys like uh, this. We don't have anybody to drop for that setup, man. Yeah, well, I know. You've got a lot of good players. <laughs> team's on your too team. good. Team is I mean, too he good. got let, he, I don't know what the Tigers are going to do. Maybe they're so devoted to next year that they want to already break in Jimenez as the closer, but he hasn't. He got a chance to pitch in the majors earlier, and it did not go I well. think I saw that he had like 20 consecutive scoreless innings in AAA before he was called up. Um, he's not allowed his run, a run in his last 16 appearances. Okay. And John Hicks also coming up, but you probably don't care. <laughs> Uh, also, my weekend, my weekend was really good. Thank you. You probably don't care about that. Today's matchups. Today's matchups. Fulton Nevich at Pavetta. 
Uh, I'll take Fulty in that matchup against the Phillies. Man, That's the, the twelve thirty yep, game. The right? Phillies are favored in this game. It's at twelve thirty. I don't like it. Braves are going to win. Danny Duffy at Ubaldo Jimenez. Start Duffy. Yep. Michael Fulmer at Luis Severino. Start them both. Yep. Mike Clevenger at Boston facing Doug Fister. I don't want to start either one of them. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be, if I own Clevenger, I'd be more likely to start him than not, but it's, it's a dangerous matchup. Gio Gonzalez at Jose Urena. Start Gio. Yep. Felix Hernandez at Cole Hamels. Ooh. Start of both. Gotta watch this one. The yeah. battle for Scott's heart. <laughs> the battle. The battle to, uh, to, uh, earn a spot in my rankings. Earn a higher spot in my rankings, yeah. Uh, okay, so Scott's, uh, he's gonna start both Felix and Hamels. Scott, you agree? I guess so. I mean, I, I have more faith in Hamels than Hernandez, but I, I think he'd probably start both. Alex Cobb at Charlie Morton. This is a tough call. Tough call on Alex Cobb. He's been so good. In a two-start week, I'm probably going to start him, but I'm not sure yet. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd start Morton. Yeah. I don't think I'd probably start Cobb. I would start Cobb in a points league, but mm-hmm. all, the reason I struggle with this is all of my daily lineup choices leagues are categories leagues. Yeah, yeah. I think most are. Yes. Alright, so yeah, I probably, probably wouldn't start Cobb. Cap. Cap. Well, uh, you know, but no Correa, no Springer. Is, are we still fearing that Astros lineup? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, as much. Uh, a few more games here. We got Marco Estrada and James Shields. No, no, thank you. Matt Kane and Sonny Gray. Well, Sonny, uh, yeah. assuming he's not traded, because I don't think he's starting tonight if he's traded. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So you should be prepared to not be starting Sonny Gray tonight, but we shall see. I think he's going to stay. I don't think they're going to trade him. Yeah, I get that feeling too. I don't think they're well, well, we'll find out soon enough, but I think the huge move we're hoping for isn't going to happen. All right, we're going to read some emails tomorrow. Just one today, right real quick from Paul. Would you drop Yonder Alonso to add Nick Williams? No. Mm, no. No, I mean I like Williams better this week, but I think he'll be happier with Alonso in the long run. Alonzo said he was pressing, trying a little bit too hard, and uh, not using the whole field. So he had a good game yesterday. Let's see if he can pick it up. For Heathen Scott, I'm Adam. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you on Tuesday on Fantasy Baseball Today.